Baker's Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on today's episode, episode 124. We are about to embark on a new season. The season starts tomorrow. The Lakers take on the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, like we talked about in my last episode, the Lakers definitely have their work cut out for them to start the season. It is not going to be an easy start. So in today's episode, we're going to kind of preview the Denver game tomorrow and um, just kind of I'm going to talk about what the Lakers have to do to, to beat Denver, what a successful season or team might look like, um, and what Denver has to, to offer in terms of how they are trying to go ahead and repeat as NBA champions. So the, the Nuggets, I mean, they're, I think going into the season, they're still the favorites like, to, to win the finals. There's, you know, there's a good amount of teams that are good, right? You think about the Suns. I mean, the Lakers are up there. They're, they are a finals contender this season. You have the Celtics. They're going to be good again. The Warriors, they might be a team to, to watch out for. And, you know, I, there's just going to be – the Clippers might be a good team. It's kind of hard to say. There's a, there's a lot of good teams out there, so it's hard to exactly say, like, who's, who's going to be the main contenders. But, I mean, I do think that uh, – let's see. I'm looking at the list. You have – um, Lakers, Clippers, in, in the West, right? Phoenix, Denver, Clippers, Lakers. OKC might be kind of like one of those teams that they're not going to be a finals contender, but they'll be a good team, potentially like a, you know, seven or eight seed team, maybe. Um, you know, Dallas with Luka and, and Kyrie, they had a lot of problems at the end of last season, but they might be able to figure something out and, and make a push for the playoffs. And then in the Eastern Conference, right, Boston, Milwaukee, uh, Philadelphia, um, Miami, you know, these are these are teams that it, it's, you know, there's a lot of parity in the NBA right now, just with how things are going. And it's only going to get get more like that with the new CBA and, and salary cap rules and all that stuff. So um, Lakers take on Denver. It's going to be, I think it's the games in, I would assume the games in Denver. So that the so that Denver gets their ring ceremony and all that stuff. Let me just see really quick. Yeah, so Lakers at Denver. So Denver gets an opening night ring ceremony, ban- hanging up their first banner after getting their first NBA championship last season, after sweeping the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. So there's a lot going into this season or into this game, just literally game one for the Lakers. Um, there's a little bit of a rivalry brewing with Denver. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, the... The, the Lakers and Denver had a bit of a, a I would say it's like a light rivalry back in the late 2000s. You know, we had a few different playoff playoff uh, series against them when they had Carmelo Anthony, and, and we won all those series. So Denver fans, I would imagine, don't like the Lakers for that reason. Um, and, you know, I, I think... There's a little bit of a I think after this Western Conference, getting swept in the Western Conference Finals, right? Like Lakers fans that keeps leaves a bad taste in our mouth. Denver fans they feel superior. Um, the tables turned a little bit. You all, you also not to mention had the Lakers beating Denver in the Western Conference Finals back in 2020 to go on and win the championship. You know that Denver team was was pretty young. Jokic was still fairly young. I mean he was still he was an up and coming player. He was good, but he was not nearly at the level that he's at right now. Just what like two or three seasons later so 
Um, you have that series. So there's a lot of history between the Lakers and, and the Nuggets in terms of playoff battles against each other. And and I think we have a little bit of another rivalry brewing with Denver. And and obviously for it to be a rivalry, you have to have the Lakers play good. Same with Denver. Denver has to stay good too. And so going in to uh, tomorrow night's game, it's a 4.30 Pacific tip-off. And right now the matchup predictor from ESPN has has the Nuggets as 60% favorites. You know, I don't really know what that entails. I mean, that's based on their analytics and stuff. I'm curious if I were to look up the, like, the money line, what, um, what that's showing right now. Just pulling it up really quick. Do-do-do. Let's see here. So the spread is Nuggets minus four and a half, which, I mean, that's a pretty close game. Um, I feel like that's closer than what a 60% favorite on ESPN is showing. But, I mean, the, the Nuggets are a good team. They are they were by and far the best team last season. They swept the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, albeit all those games are mostly pretty close. So the Lakers still battled even though they got swept. The Nuggets went and they they dropped a couple games to 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 Miami, but they end up, they, you know, I don't think it was really ever in question whether or not the Nuggets were going to to win that finals matchup against the Heat. It was just a matter of, you know, could the Heat get one win or two wins, right? Um, so the Nuggets go on and they get their first their first uh, finals win, and they've returned most of their players outside of Jeff Green and Bruce Brown. Was it was it Bruce Brown? Is that his name? Um, who were, you know, rotation guys, role players, they have brought back almost their entire team. So, you know, I, um, that's great for them. You know, we talked a little bit in last, I talked a little bit about last episode, the Lakers continuity from last season to this season and how helpful that is for teams, especially when you're, you know, finals contenders and the Nuggets are having a lot of continuity on their team. Um, you know, Bruce Brown was a guy that was like a big hustle guy, defender, would get big buckets when he needed to kind of guy. Jeff Green, I feel like he didn't, I mean, I don't know, I didn't watch a ton of Nuggets games outside of the series against the Lakers or games against the Lakers. I feel like Jeff Green was a guy that would come in and hit some threes every once in a while, but he wasn't like, you know, one of those guys that you're like, we're too worried about. So, you know, for the, for the Nuggets, right, obviously you bring back Jokic, Jamal Murray, um, Let's see. You bring back Aaron Gordon, uh, KCP. That one still hurts, obviously. Um, who else? You okay, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, obviously Michael Porter Jr. Um, and they have a few other guys that they have, like Justin Holiday, who's like a you know backup. I guess oh he's a forward. Um, Christian Braun. You have who's a younger guy? Uh, let's see who else. Jay Huff. Us Lakers fans are somewhat familiar with him. Will be. In, I don't know. I mean, he's a, one of those, you know, off the bench, deep off the bench guys. Um, Hunter Tyson. I don't know much about him. He's a younger guy, twenty three. Peyton Watson, twenty one, out of UCLA. Um, so you know, I mean. They've basically like oh, Reggie Jackson, who they picked up later in the season, last season. 
you know, so they're bringing back their main core. They, they filled out with a few uh, younger guys in their draft. And there's actually a really interesting article on the ringer by um, KOC who, you know, they kind of detailed how the Nuggets plan on building a dynasty, even in this new CBA world where it's a little bit harder, you know, you can't pay, you, you can't bring in, you know, a big three might be hard to have because you can't, the salary, you know, the salary cap and all that stuff. And um, so building a dynasty in that sense might be tough, but the Nuggets GM kind of went along and kind of shared how he plans on being able to build a dynasty even in the situation. And it really helps, obviously, when you have a player like Jokic, who is kind of a unicorn-type player. He's huge. He can pass the ball. He can shoot the ball. He can spread the floor. He's like the ultimate field general big uh, that we you know i feel like we haven't really seen too much of that in the nba like he's he's a kind of a unicorn in that sense um but it was a pretty interesting article kind of just like talking about um not wanting to overlap roles on the team right like he went in and talked about why they traded bones highland for like two second round picks and in his mind he's like bones highland kind of overlaps roles with Jamal Murray or other guys, you know, being more of a bucket getter, not he, not a great defender. He didn't really fit the role that the Nuggets needed. So for them, in their minds, it's worth trading him for two second round picks where you can draft guys that fit within the role that you need. Um, and, you know, that's big with this CBA situation, right, is there's going to be a lot more, you know, it kind of maybe indirectly, maybe this was on purpose a little bit, but it, um, it, kind of incentivizes teams to get more homegrown guys, get guys out of the draft that fit your needs and can help you in the long run, basically. And so you look at that, you know, going down the roster, the, the Nuggets roster outside of outside of Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, KCP, MPJ, DeAndre Jordan, um, Reggie Jackson. Like you have um, all those younger guys who, you know, we might not be too familiar with as more – if we're, you know, as non-Nuggets fans, but in their minds, these are guys that fill the roles that are needed as of right now and maybe into the future as well. So it's definitely pretty interesting. And I feel like the Lakers have done a good job of kind of doing that as well, right? Like you have, um, like, I'm trying to think of an example. Jared Vanderbilt comes to mind as a guy who's kind of unique. You know, he has his role on the team and there's not too many other guys that do what he does um it's it's tough when you have like lebron and anthony davis because they're so they can do so many different things right so like d'angelo russell he's going to do some things that lebron does um austin reeves is going to do some things that d'angelo russell does rui hachimura is going to do some things that lebron does you know like there's a little bit of overlap in that sense so it's not a perfect um like one for one comparison but i do feel like we're in a space that's um, closer to that than we've ever been or that we've been in recently. So it'll be um, interesting to see. You know, I feel like this happens a lot where teams have a little bit of a, a hangover after they win a championship, right? So you see this with the Lakers after they won in 2020. Obviously, things are a little strange with COVID and, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I, if you would have asked me, I would have said that the Lakers got better in 2021 after they won the championship. But between injuries and different things, um, not bad chemistry, losing 
key guys on the team that we had in 2020. Um, we weren't able to do it. And, and you know, like if, if Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt in that Suns playoff series, maybe if they stay healthy, then maybe we make a run, you know. So maybe it's more injury-related and less um, roster-related. But, um, you know, couldn't couldn't follow up the 2020 win. Um, if you look at other sports, right, like in the NFL with the Rams, you know, I'm a Rams fan in the NFL, and they were really good in 2021. They won the Super Bowl for the 2021 season. And then since then, they've been pretty bad. <laughs> and part of that is like, you know, I feel like the NFL and the NBA are somewhat similar. Well, you'll where you'll um, kind of like sign guys at the or trade for guys at the trade deadline for one season only, kind of like a rental almost. And that's kind of what the Rams did in, in the NFL, right? You get Odell Beckham Jr., you get um, some of the guys like on the defensive line and stuff that they had that they no longer have anymore, um, and things look a little different once they're gone. So you win a championship and guys get paid, right? Like Bruce Brown, he got paid by the Pacers. Um, Jeff Green was able to to move on and, and make some more money, right? So like you lose some guys to when you have success because these guys look good and their other teams want them and stuff. And so um, you follow up the next season with a slightly different team and it's, you know, it might be tough to follow up. Now, The like I said, the Nuggets really have a lot more continuity than a lot of teams do after they, after they win a championship, I feel like. So they are probably still favorites to to repeat um the finals but i do think that the lakers put themselves in a good position to contest that right like we have some bigs in christian wood and jackson hayes who can maybe cause some issues for for Jokic. not to say that they're going to shut him down by any means right like they're not <laughs> they're it's even Anthony Davis struggled to shut down Jokic in in the Western Conference Finals, and I would argue that Anthony Davis was the best defensive player in the playoffs last season. Um, but like we saw in 2020, you know, and and again, Jokic has developed as a player more since then. But you know, you throw DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard at Jokic and make him a little more uncomfortable, and that can help um, throw him off his game a little bit. Um, you just need some bigs that you can, that you can throw at them in. And the Lakers just didn't have that last season. You know, you had, you had, you had Anthony Davis, but who was coming in to help with that? Wenyan Gabriel, who's six foot nine, right? Like they're just what you had Tristan, we signed Tristan Thompson, who's also six foot nine, who, you know, there's guys like that, that like Charles Barkley type players that they're smaller, but they can still, you know, get up underneath you and cause problems. But Jokic is so big that he's able to still barrel through these guys and then he has the height advantage, right? So we didn't have the height that we needed, I feel like, last season to contend against Jokic, whereas this season with Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes, and Anthony Davis, they're not the biggest guys, but we at least have more length and height, which I think will help. On top of that, right, we have Austin Reeves, who I feel like is playing as confident as he ever has. He's coming off of a great showing for Team USA, in you know in FIBA over the summer um and you know I think Austin Reeves's defense still needs to kind of like be picked up a little bit but I see between him and then maybe Jared Vanderbilt right like some you know some guys that slow down Jamal Murray Jamal Murray went off in the playoffs which is something he did not do um 
in the Western Conference Finals in 2020, right? Like he, and again, this Nuggets team was younger in 2020. They've developed and they've played together for two or three years and and all that stuff. But he had some, he had some good games, some good showings. But like he was lights out in the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers, you know. So um, we need some guys that can slow down Jamal Murray, that can slow down Jokic, um, stop that pick and roll situation that they have with, between Jokic and Jamal Murray. Um, it sounds easy on paper, but obviously there's a reason why we got swept. So, I mean, they're a good team. Um, I have a feeling the Lakers will not win tomorrow night against the Nuggets. I mean, I would love to say that we'll come out and we'll surprise them and we'll win the game, but I don't know. I feel like a LeBron James team, you're better off later in the season and in the playoffs with a LeBron James-led team than you are in the first half of the season. It just is how it is. Um, I would love to say that we could go in and and win. Um, but between, you know, they're going to be hyped, right? Like they're the banner ceremony, the ring ceremony. Um, the crowd's going to be hyped. You have, I mean, you have the Denver altitude, which I feel like plays a decent role, honestly. Um, you have the altitude situation. And then you have the Lakers who, you know, they're still, again, even though they have continuity between James and Davis and D'Angelo Russell and Vanderbilt and Reeves and Rui, it's a lot of continuity, but you still have some pieces that you're inserting, right? Like Jackson Hayes or Christian Wood or uh, Gabe Vincent, you know, these guys are going to help the team in the long run. But first game, first game of the season in Denver, away from home, in a big game for the Nuggets, you know, um, I just see a world where we might not have it all all there. You know, um, I would, I hope I'm wrong. Trust me. I hope I'm wrong. And I hope the Lakers come out and they prove, you know, they punch the nuggets in the mouth and prove that they're a team to be reckoned with this season, because I think they are. Um, I think that it's likely, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how like the Suns pan out and, and the, those types of teams and the Clippers and stuff. But I do think it's likely, or the Lakers have a good chance of meeting the nuggets, nuggets again in the Western conference finals. Um, You know, I think LeBron's in, you know, he's in year 21. He's healthy for now. Um, obviously, his career is winding to an end. You know, who knows when it'll be, will it be in five years? Will it be in three years? Who knows? Because he's still playing at such a high level. But I think he also knows that he's, his career is winding, you know, coming coming to a close eventually. And this this is the best team he's been on for a few years now. And this might be his best chance at another another ring, you know. So um, I could see them making a, a, you know, LeBron really making a push and making sure this team is primed and ready and able to to push for an NBA championship. So um, seeing the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals again later this season would not surprise me at all. Again, it's a long season, a long road ahead. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Um, but those are kind of the expectations. Um, I, you know, maybe... It, I would, I mean, Lakers fans always have championship expectations. And when you have a team like this who has a lot of talent, um, a lot of athleticism, there's no reason to not have championship as the expectation. You know, like I mentioned, the Suns are a team that are going to be a force to be reckoned with also. You know, we can't forget about them. The Kings are, are going to be good again. Um, the Warriors, you know, whenever you have, whenever you have Steph and Clay, you know, they're, they're always a team to be reckoned with the Clippers. Um, so, it'll, you know, it's going to be a good, it'll be a fun season. I think that 
Um, the Lakers have their work cut out for them. It's not going to be a cakewalk. There's a lot of good talent in the Western Conference. So, and we're you know we're going to see a lot of it in the first ten games, like like we talked about in last in my last episode, right? Like, um, we play like the Kings, the Suns, the Clippers, the Nuggets, um, you know, all in the first ten games. And I think we play the Suns twice. Like, it's going to be we're going to definitely get a taste of what things are going, to, are going to be like this season and in the playoffs if we're able to make the playoffs. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, I don't have high hopes for, <laughs> for the Lakers in, in this first game against the Nuggets, you know, I, and I'm not too worried about it. You know, if we lose the game, yeah, it's going to be a bummer for sure. I'll, I'll be upset for the Lakers to lose, but, um, first game of the season in Denver again with, everything going on for them after coming off the title and all that stuff. Like I kind of get it. Um, they're going to be hyped and, and, you know, maybe they pull a Lakers and they get overhyped and they, they lose the game. You know, like we lost our ring ceremony game against the Clippers after we won. Um, you know, we always lose those big, those like fun, big games in a way. Um, so maybe the Nuggets come out flat and maybe they're, you know, too hyped and they're, they exhaust themselves before the game with the ring ceremony or something. I don't know. Um, but maybe the ceremony before the game throws them off their like game routine or whatever. But I do think LeBron and Anthony Davis want to come out and send a message to the Nuggets because there's been a lot of, you know, Mike Malone talked a lot of trash during that series. Um, there's not, I wouldn't say there's like bad blood between the teams, but if you listen to the, the, um, preseason like media day stuff, there was a lot of comments between, I think it was like LeBron, Anthony Davis, I think D'Angelo Russell said something, Austin Reeves might have even said something, um, that kind of alluded to the fact that they they didn't appreciate all the talk from the Nuggets, or at least from Mike Malone, um, during the playoffs last season. And I think they want to come out and they want to prove they want to prove something. So we'll see if they're able to, you know, put their money where their mouth mouths are, so to speak, and and come out and, and get a an opening day win. Um I would love to see it happen. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but I think it's going to be a good season. It's going to be a fun season. This is just the first game and it'll be fun to see, you know, obviously like the preseason we've, we've seen some of the Lakers so far, but I feel like it's been a little bit disconnected, right? Cause you have like the starters play like the first quarter or the first half. And then, and then you uh, throw in more of the rotation guys and the younger guys and stuff. And it's hard to really get a full picture of like real season, game rotation and how they play with each other and all that kind of stuff so uh, I think we know what 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 to expect from the main guys right like I mentioned Davis James D'Angelo Russell Reeves Rui Vanderbilt we know what to expect from them because we saw them play at a high level in the playoffs and I know you can't really always expect playoff level basketball during the regular season but that's the bar you know because that's in theory like their best basketball like they're playing their best they're they're really trying to win as much as possible and I know the rotations change between playoffs and regular season, so there's a little things different there too. But um, we know what to expect from them. We don't really know what to expect from Prince, Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes. Like, again, we've seen some of it in the preseason, but that's just a little taste, just a little taste. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Darvin Ham plays Anthony Davis alongside the bigs. You know, do we see him playing alongside Christian Wood or Jackson Hayes? a lot is it just something that he does a little bit you know there's always been jokes and criticisms about how much darvin ham loves 
his guards. You know, he loves playing Anthony Davis at the five with a bunch of small guys. Um, that's how the team was built last season, to be fair. There weren't as many bigs to play, but um, I could see a world where he kind of goes against and doesn't play Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes alongside Anthony Davis a ton. I hope he does, but um, we will have to see what happens there. So it'll be, you know, it'll be a fun season. I'm looking forward to looking forward to the season, looking forward to game one against the Nuggets. I love starting off the season with a big game, a lot of hype around it, and hopefully the Lakers can pull it off, get the win, and prove to the Nuggets and the rest of the NBA that they're a team to be reckoned with. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis, 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has-